dealing with and comprehending situations that are ongoing in the national and international environment, I find interesting. Along with providing an opinion and debating others on different situations within our political landscape, which seems to consistently have some type of partisan drama. Hi, my name is Edward Pineda, and welcome to Conservatives Drinking Beer and Talking Politics. I had spent 12 years active and the last few of those years working on my bachelor's in political science. Currently, I'm a graduate student at American Military University, where I have been working on attaining a master's in public administration with a concentration in national security. At this point in time, I am producing a podcast as an assignment for NSEC 613, Current and Emerging Threats to U.S. National Security. Previously, I had produced a case study that reflected a failed state, civil war, or terror attack between 2001 and present day. In this case, I chose a recent situation in Mexico, which is more a combination of each, from the failing status of the state, the conflicts between officials, police, civilians, and the cartel, and the narco-terrorism used to influence a corrupt environment in support of the cartel's illicit activities. I originally chose to research Mexico's terrorism, specifically for the situation that occurred in November of 2019 concerning a Mormon family that had been systematically murdered. This though stems from the failing status of Mexico, which has only bred crime and violence, and coincides with the concept of civil war, where the violence has built tensions between the government and numerous cartels. How long has Mexico been in a state of conflict? When did the cartels begin to gain control? How do their actions affect the state of Mexico's national security? And how does it affect the United States? How did a Mormon family even get stuck in the middle of the cartel's violence? And the general question with every issue, what should the United States do about this? These are all questions that linger when an issue so significant expands boundaries, especially when the issue involves the lives of United States citizens. As we dive in and look to discuss the current and future foreign policy of the United States, we need to comprehend the background leading into this discussion. As many of us already know, national security interests can have consequences if not protected. Stressing the importance of national security and foreign policy is a situation that has progressively developed in Mexico. The protection and livelihood over 300 million citizens of that of the United States is critical means to an end. In the 60s and 70s, the Mexican government started to take notice of a growing environment of kingpins. By the 80s, they had started to capitalize off their ability to bribe criminal organizations. The police would decide who could transport drugs, all dependent on those bribes. This is where it started. This was the foot in the door, the taste of greed that would drive cartels to grasp Mexico, and no pun intended, by the horns, and start the downward spiral to failure. Violence increased and it has taken a toll on the society. But it should be understood that the increased violence has taken many shapes to support the vast illicit operations of drugs, arms, and human trafficking. In an attempt to instill fear into the social and political environment, the cartels have utilized mass killings, mutilation consistent with decapitation, dismemberment, torture, rape, immolation, in other words, burning car bombings, the public display of human bodies by hanging, or choreographed murders. Another interesting way the cartels handled those who did not conform or support their activities was that of entambados. Translated, the concept of taking people, dead or alive, placing them into industrial barrels, and filling them with cement. 
These violent activities are only vague descriptions of what occurs within state boundaries. You would think that in, in this amalgamation of life, our ability to live freely would be, wouldn't be continuously jeopardized by evil, but it is. And we have to be aware of those threats that surround us. The LeBaron family, who was part of, the fun, of a fundamentalist group of Mormons, a group who had split from the Church of Latter-day Saints, a group that had migrated back in the 19th century due to our government's banning of polygamy, was found targeted and viciously murdered by the cartel, losing nine members of the family. This was not the first time the family has had confrontation with members of the cartel. There had been long-term tensions from previous defiance with cartel demands to include violent history within the family. Internally, they have killed each other over control to include con the killing of a rival leader of another polygamy group. But most importantly was the kidnapping of, uh, of Eric LeBaron in 2009 was 16 at the time for a $1 million ransom. Although he was handed over after refusal to pay, his brother and brother-in-law were murdered just months later. Those tensions by no surprise had influenced the terrorist-like attacks that took the lives of Christina Johnson, 29, Donald Langford, 43, Trevor Langford, 11, Rogan Langford, 2, Renita Miller, 30, Howard Miller, 12, Crystal Miller, 10, and Titus and Tiana Miller, who were only eight-month-old twins. Outside the situation, the cartel has contributed to other areas of concern due to the diminishing of the social fabric of society, even if a residual effect of their self-interest for material and political gain. Drug use does in fact play a role economically as the demands grow, and it is not the financial aspect pulled out of the United States, it is the addictions to illicit drugs, the overdoses that are reported annually, and the direct ties of drugs smuggled to the cartel more reasons to secure our southern border. From the potential revenues pulled from our economy, estimated by some scholars up to $38 billion, Mexico continues to capitalize from these addictions. Activities will not stop until we begin to take serious steps to resolve. As of 2017, the United States was sitting at 70,237 drug overdose deaths, 47,600 was directly associated to opiates which generally are introduced into the environment by the Mexican cartels. As of 2018, 33,341 people had died from drug-related homicides in Mexico. By November of 2019, there had already been 29,414 murders due to drug-related activities. Violence has always been a consistent issue with Mexico, and even going into 2020, there are already concerns with attacks that have taken place. Before moving into the national and international foreign policies and the potential implications of the future, I think we should develop the premise of theory on the growing presence of the Mexican drug cartels and the different aspects that may indicate the changing atmosphere. As all actors in the international arenas have demonstrated, power is necessary for control, and if unable to be a strong contender in the international relations, failure and weakness will occur. In Mexico's situation, the initial start of corruption by determining who could transport illicit drugs was the start of that failure. As they excelled into further corruption, military intervention, although still corrupted, and uncontrollable acts of violence. Partial to the reasonings behind the 2019 Fragile States Index estimated 69.7 of 120 on their scale and the warning determination. But with this, 
and what we have learned of terrorism and other issues, theories can be applied to this situation. Subjecting Mexico to a couple of theories from past weeks, we would immediately be able to identify how they operate in relation to. As Rappaport has presented in his studies, the wave theory, it was assessed to range across four different waves of terrorism. The anarchist wave from 1870 to 1914, the colonial wave from 1914 to 1960, the new left wave from 1960 to 1980, and the religious wave from 1990 to present. But this has been opposed in other studies addressing additional areas of interest where terror should be assessed. When it comes to Mexico, their situation is not based on religious ideology, but more consistent with that of the new left wave, where the cartels use kidnappings and assassinations to form a political and social environment in their benefit. Other scholars would most likely indicate some aspect of Mexico affairs to be considered terrorism, especially with the way they seek to coerce society into supporting their activities and being at the causation to failure in Mexico's economic, social, and political strength. The failed state theory is a consistent factor of an environment that enables crime and violence to take over, similar to that of the broken window theory. When an environment of failing stature is evident, it welcomes the enemy to the state to move in. And this has been a problem since the 70s and 80s when the DEA started combating the Colombian trafficking and businesses started moving through and corrupt Mexican governments. These theories are good for comprehension and providing the ability to identify potentials on what led to the situation in Mexico. Being able to identify where controls are present allows for policymakers to, to determine the correct routes for resolve. Although this would be the more appeasable process, it is unfortunate we have a Congress who seeks to, to wreck the social, economic, political, military stability of the United States society for their own partisan interests. The Trump administration's 2018 national security strategy maintains four core objectives, which are to protect the homeland, the American people, and the American way of life, promote American prosperity, preserve peace through strength, and advance American influence. The United States continues to adapt and evolve foreign policy from administration to administration, concerned with the national security at home and abroad to maintain our sovereignty and human security. We have seen this during FDR's fight against the ideological threat in Europe during World War II, also with Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Reagan, and Carter throughout the Cold War. Today's threat is a multifaceted enemy of conventional and unconventional tactics, really determined on who we find ourselves in conflict with, who have the ease of transnational mobility with the advanced technology of the 21st century. As in the past, threats and actions against the United States and our allies will not go unchecked. And in the current administration, actions and statements of terror that pose immediate threats to social, economic, military, and political areas of interest will see the repercussions of neglecting international order. Each administration has identified their priorities in national security and foreign policy. Some actions of executives go under the radar and some do not. In the Trump administration, everything is seen, judged, and documented, and placed into a negative realm of assessment, although the hypocritical examples of previous administrations seem to always find society's defense. President Trump has created a disruption in the normative as he pushes policy to hold people accountable, whether it is through enforcing immigration laws or making a statement of identifying the cartel as terrorists. Nothing is positive to the vulnerable minds found in our degraded social intelligence. 
What drove me to, into looking into Mexico was his growing failure as a state sovereignty and its increased displacement of persons making their way to the U.S. border to the, due to the terror-like attacks causing an unstable environment for individual prosperity. During the Bush administration, the 2007 Meridian Initiative became the United States and Mexico agreement to combat the issues associated to cartel activities, to smuggle and traffic illicit and illegal drugs, persons, and arms across the border. It has produced the financial backings to secure capabilities and technologies necessary for Mexico to push back. This agreement has been continuously renewed, even in recent which is only one step of addressing the totality of the issue that resonates within Mexico's failing environment and the direction in foreign policy. Transitioning from the Obama administration to the Trump administration was a huge difference in the presence across the board. The dedication of the American first concept is a significant factor rather an environment that bred division from 2008 to 2016. Right now, the issue with the cartel and its activities are direct relations between the United States and Mexico, although there are other actors who utilize Mexico as a gateway into the United States. We need to identify the states that are failing to provide for the people, assist with generating social, economic, military, and political security, producing effects internally that can combat narco-terrorism, and the failing statuses of states that become breeding grounds for violence, murder, drugs, and corruption. Addressing concerns that occur transnationally is significant in meeting the set demands of the four pillars identified in the 2018 National Security Strategy. The Mexican cartel's activities harm other state capabilities and stabilities by influencing other organizations to take advantage of failing statuses, form the environment to support their operations, and utilize terrorist strategy to protect their assets. Without strong players in the international environment, it creates a difficulty in maintaining international order, and it creates further issues for the, the strong actors as they have to assist with protecting interests and security, preventing enemies in both conventional and unconventional formats from expansion. As stated, the increasing issues internal to the United States will continue if we do not take the proper measures to deter and prevent cartel activities from reaching across national boundaries. A failing state so close to the United States will harm trade agreements, tourism, migration, and continued illegal activities to take advantage will hinder cooperation. When a state is bound by corruption and violence, the faltering state is unable to provide means of survival to other people. Cartels will only bend normative conditions to support daily activities necessary for their survival. Serious implications occur if we cannot uphold the basic securities for the United States as mass migration, human arms, and drug trafficking fractures the economic, social, and political stability to some aspect. Mexico has been a significant problem for the United States. Not necessarily a crippling issue, but a problem that needs a response. To think that even with all the money that is being pulled out economically, we are only accounting for parts of transnational crime and terrorist activity. We're not accounting for funds being stripped from the economy by illegal immigrants through under-the-table employment. 
or not paying federal taxes on wages or through the use of government programs and the money they do make under the table being sent home and not being put back into the economy. There are several factors in this issue that requires further research to be properly analyzed to, to determine resolutions. Thank you for joining me through the quick depiction of a failing state civil war and terror attack in Mexico. For further information and a place to start, references will be listed in the transcript. Thank you for listening and enjoy your day. This was Conservatives Drinking Beer and Talking Politics. Thank you.